Praise the Lord, everybody. Pastor Fields here, and it's Wednesday evening. Another opportunity to go into the Word of God and to share and to be ministered to. I thank God for this day. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Take that deep breath, understanding that the Lord has allowed you to see another day. And the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Certainly we have so much to thank him for. I don't know about you, but I am so grateful. Let's have a word of prayer, shall we? Father, we thank you so much for another day, for another opportunity to come together as your people. We thank you, hallelujah, for your word. And we thank you for loving us enough to speak truth to our hearts and minds. You said we shall know the truth and the truth shall make us free. Thank you for everyone that is connecting on tonight, all the souls that will be connecting. I pray that all of us will walk away blessed because of your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I see some more of the saints are coming in and we're gathering together uh, to go into the word of the Lord. Tonight, I'm in the book of Proverbs and um, I'm in the 14th chapter of the book of Proverbs. And my topic tonight is there's no time for spiritual relapse. No time for spiritual relapse. What I'm going to talk about tonight is, is a little controversial uh, only because uh, we don't all agree. Uh, it, we can all say we're Christian. We can all say we're apostolic, uh, what have you. But you'll discover that we don't always agree on terms, uh, on particular scriptures. So I'm, I'm teaching as the Lord leads me and as the Lord has dropped it in my heart. Uh, and as I have been taught by those who have gone on before me, um, I believe that Cool JC has a rich, a rich history, uh, a rich legacy of preachers and teachers, uh, both men and women, who are able to rightly divide and disseminate the word of God. Amen. I might get in trouble for that too, but it's all right. Here I am, Proverbs, the 14th chapter, and the 14th verse. Listen to what it says. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. I'm going to read it one more time. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. And a good man shall be satisfied from himself. So um, we're going to be talking about uh, the subject of backsliding. And um, that's why I said it's controversial, because uh, there are some who believe that it is impossible uh, for a born-again believer to backslide. Uh, it's a bit Calvinistic, uh, Calvin's theology, for those who studied 
John Calvin, uh, with eternal security, he felt that once saved, always saved. Uh, We'll get into it, and um, let's see what the Word of God says. Uh, We've read the scripture. I'll read it one more time. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and the good man shall be satisfied from himself. Listen, when you, when, you, uh, when you think of some names that you hear in the Bible, people that you hear in the Bible, you, you sort of shudder. Uh, for instance, if we are talking about Judas Iscariot, uh, quickly, Matthew 10 and 4, Simon the Canaanite and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Uh, when you hear the name uh, Judas, you know, you have thoughts because you know uh, he went against our Lord and Savior. Uh, Paul mentions uh, the coppersmith by the name of Demas, Second Timothy 4 and 10. For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Crescens to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Uh, Diotrephes, who was a deacon that gave Paul a hard way to go, he was contrary. Third uh, John um, and the ninth verse, I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence among them, receiveth us not. And there are other names that I can mention uh, in the scriptures it would have a similar effect. You would shudder or you might have negative thoughts because you know the story. Uh, For instance, even if you you think about what happened with um, David and Bathsheba, right? That's 2 Samuel chapter 11, verses 3 and 4. David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, is not this Bathsheba the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite, you can go to Samson and Delilah, Judges 16 uh, and 20. And she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. Uh, remember Ananias uh, and Sapphira, Acts 5 and 1. Uh, but a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, sold the possession. Uh, and they kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Then there are names and places that, um, if I mentioned it in the Bible immediately, I know it happens to me immediately when you talk about Places like uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, you you immediately start searching yourself. Remember, uh, if I take you to Genesis, the 13th chapter, the 13th verse, but the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And when you talk about places like that, you start searching your environment and even your heart. Uh, You think about uh, churches like Sardis. Right in Revelation 3 and 1, it says, And unto the angel of the church of Sardis write these things, saith he that uh, hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, and that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art dead. Uh, Perhaps 
uh, and I have in my notes, it is the presence and use of certain words in Scripture that more than anything else uh, cause you to think seriously or soberly. Uh, when you when you think of of uh, what Paul writes in First Corinthians, for instance, chapter nine, verse twenty seven. Listen to these words. But I keep under my body, and bring it unto subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in the Greek. Um, the word castaway, uh, if, if I gave you the meaning of the word, the castaway in the Greek, it would, it would sound like this, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. Hallelujah. Could you imagine uh, going to church, uh, doing what you normally do, uh, only to find out that you have been disqualified? Uh, well, Second uh, Corinthians 13 and 5. Um, let's read what Paul writes there. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Now, uh, if it's not possible to slip out or to fall out or to backslide, why are there scriptures telling us to examine ourselves or why are the scriptures saying, be careful that you don't disqualify yourself? Or uh, even here, he says, examine yourself, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Uh, why are there words like that if it's not possible um, to come out of your faith? Understand, if it's not according to faith, it's sin. Uh, and if you're living outside of the tent, outside of the perimeters of your salvation, then you are in jeopardy. So for those uh, who don't appreciate or don't agree with the word backslider, then uh, or the phrase backsliding, I'll use a different term for you. Uh, and let's say that term would be personal apostasy. Yeah, when a person turns their back, still in church, still clapping and singing, still doing your thing in church, but you have turned your back on God. Um, so then what is backsliding or what is, for those who don't like the phrase backsliding, what is personal apostasy? Uh, it's a believer, um, born-again believer, who gets out of touch with the Lord. Uh, you have become careless, disobedient, unhappy even. Um, believe it or not, with all that the Lord has done, there are people who sit in the church uh, wishing that they were still in the world. They start missing the world. They start missing the world there. And uh, when you get in that rut, that spiritual rut, you render yourself ineffective uh, and you start suffering a relapse. You start suffering a relapse. You know, the best way I could describe a relapse, if you, have you ever had a bad cold uh, and you 
and you thought you was over the cold and you went outside uh, too quick. You weren't really over the cold. You thought you were. And you went out there, and when you got back in the house, you felt bad all over again. Your body starts declining, and you have what's called a relapse. Uh, that, that is a miserable place to be spiritually, even emotionally. Um, listen to my notes. The believer who is enjoying the fullness of blessing in Christ is entirely satisfied with the Lord himself. Someone who is just just totally embracing their salvation, you'll discover uh, that the Holy Ghost gives you complete and total satisfaction. Yes. Do you have difficult times? Yes. Uh, there, there, there used to be an old, an old song. Uh, I don't, I'm going way back. Insti institutional uh, radio choir, I believe, used to sing it in Brooklyn, Satisfied with Jesus. Uh, those who have fully embraced their their salvation, the Holy Ghost brings about a thorough, complete, full satisfaction. Uh, and understand, listen, there, and I understand some people have different definitions for happiness. There are unsaved people who will say, I'm happy. I have money. I have cars. I have jewelry and minks and all of this stuff. Uh, but a person who has never tasted salvation really doesn't know what it means to have true, vibrant, radiant joy. Hey, you, you, and, and one writer said it's joy unspeakable and it's full of glory. Uh, someone who has never tasted God, right? And, and the writer said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Uh, they really don't know until they have tried my Savior, until they've tried Jesus. Uh, then you'll really discover that what I thought was joy, what I thought was happiness, it wasn't it. No. Hallelujah. The backslider, though, the, the person who has turned their back, that person who was living in a place of personal apostasy, uh, you, you're actually isolating yourself between two worlds. Yeah, how can you neglect so great a salvation? It would be better that you never tasted it than to taste it and start rejecting it. Now you're in between two worlds uh, where you're not really able to enjoy the Lord and we're not really able to enjoy the world. Yeah, that's a horrible place to be in. That's what it is like to be in the backslidden condition. My Lord, that's what it's like to be in the place of personal apostasy. Mm -hmm. You're not able to enjoy the Lord and you're not able to enjoy the world. Yeah, what I've just described is the truth about a lot of people. Uh, who have put themselves in that place even to the point where they've tried to mix the world with uh, their salvation and you've made a mess. Hallelujah. You got to stick with God. That was my last lesson last week. Stay with Jesus. Don't mix anything with your salvation. Hallelujah. And listen, uh, and I know when preachers talk like this, people uh, start rejecting and pushing back. 
Hallelujah. But uh, according to the word of God, my actions reveal my attitude towards God. And I have to be careful. Um, we're in the book of Proverbs, which, which is a wisdom book. It is a, uh, it is a, a book of wisdom. Uh, some of it is really good old-fashioned common sense, but it's a, I would call it a daily guide. Uh, and it deals with the realities of life. Um, and here, here Solomon says plainly and simply, yet it's profound, the backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. And that term satisfied from himself, it really means uh, a backslider is filled uh, with his own ways, but a good man will receive a due reward for his deeds. Yeah. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Let's push forward in the lesson. Uh, there are three vital truths that we learn uh, from this one verse that we read, Proverbs 14 and 14, and I'll read it again. Uh, for those who are just connecting with us tonight where my subject is, there's no time for spiritual relapse. No time for spiritual relapse. So uh, listen, there, there are three things that we learned from this one verse. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. And the first thing we, we can pull out of this verse uh, is that um, if we tell the truth, every one of us are faced with the danger and possibility of spiritual relapse. There's an old hymn, and here I go again, um, and it opens up by saying, yield not to temptation for yielding is sin, right? Uh, and I, I would love to play and sing uh, the chorus, ask the Savior to help you, comfort, strengthen, and keep you. He is able to, uh, my Lord, I, I forgot the words, but it was, he will carry you through. But um, when you think about this, the fact that every one of us, we're faced daily, we're faced uh with the danger of having a spiritual relapse. And I know people don't want to talk about this, uh, but when you think about even the strongest individual that you read about in the word of God, um, everyone, David, a man after God's own heart, right? Uh, Peter would get the keys to the kingdom. Samson was able to pick up gates. The spirit, God would fall upon him and he would shake himself and he could pick up the gate of a city and run miles with it. But, uh, but even the strongest among us daily are faced with the danger and possibility of spiritual relapse. Uh, but my response to what I just said is backsliding or spiritual apostasy, for those of you who struggle with the terminology of backsliding. And, and I'll be fair with this because... Uh, the word backslider is not a New Testament term. You find it in the Old Testament, but you don't 
see the word backslider in the New Testament. It's the same issue people have with tithing. Uh, tithing is a New Testament. Uh, is not a New Testament thing. It's a, but listen, the principle is there. In the New Testament, you have Paul talking about don't disqualify yourself, uh, examine yourself, uh, because there's always the danger and possibility of someone having a spiritual relapse. Put off the old man. Uh, even Paul said, there's a war going on within my members. So, uh, but I speak to that. Uh, because Paul also said, I had to learn how to bring my body under, under subjection. Uh, so backsliding is not necessary. Put it in the comment section for me. Backsliding is not necessary. And for those of you who, who don't like the term backsliding, put personal apostasy is not necessary. Um and listen to my notes, because in the Lord Jesus Christ, every provision has been made for us to be more than conquerors all along the line and to be able to live a life of deliverance and in praise and glory to our God. I'm going to take you to the word. I would never teach my opinion. I'm going to take you to the word. I'm going to take you to the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 37. Nay, in all these things, all these things, we are more than conquerors through him. I can't live holy of myself. It's through him that loved us. It's important to note that there is no position of grace from which a fall is impossible. <laughs> I know people, I, I used to have conversation with with saints who would actually uh have a conversation that went similar to this and i'm paraphrasing well i know god can can deliver from certain things but i don't know about that uh, there were certain sins and certain conditions that some saints feel that is impossible uh, for people to be delivered from that's not the word of god Hallelujah. God is able. And listen, there's some people who have connected tonight. You know your own life story. You was in some stuff and God delivered you. Now I got to stay saved. I ain't got time for no spiritual relapse. I got to stay saved. So I want to say there's no position. There's no condition from which God is not able to deliver you from. Hallelujah. I want, I want to read out of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I want to read 1 Corinthians. Turn with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 13. And then I want to highlight some verses as we continue this lesson. It says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. 
But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Listen to the word of God. Now, these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. So God brought them out of Egypt, uh, right? They all drank from the rock. They all crossed the Red Sea. They all experienced the mercy and the power of God right? Uh, but many of them God was not pleased with. How many of them died in the wilderness uh, because they turned their backs on the instruction or God's rule or God's system? Uh, any way you want to put it, uh, God was not pleased with them. And Paul said, uh, what you read about what happened back then is an example to us today that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Now he's talking to a New Testament church about something that happened in Old Testament days, but the principle, come on, the principle applies. So even though you won't find the word backslider in the New Testament, the principle applies. Many of them, God was not well pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day, three and 20,000, my Lord. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murder ye, as some of them also murmured, I'm sorry, neither murmur, stop complaining, don't be a complainer, that's a problem as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now, all these things happened unto them. Again, he says, as an example, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Paul is saying, be careful. I know you speak in tongues. I, I know you're a holy roller. I know uh, but be careful, be careful. You hear me say it every, every Wednesday, be careful, be prayerful. Hallelujah. We are not ignorant of the enemy's devices. Uh, and the one we have to really be uh, mindful of, I really have to guard myself against myself. Hallelujah. He says, listen to this though, but there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. So let's take a note particularly to verse 6, 11, and 13. And here's what I want to illustrate, because if we depend upon Jesus and rely upon the power of the Holy Ghost, uh, there's no need to backslide. And it's a challenge. 
right? Because we like what we like. Uh, sometimes we get caught in the harness of waiting and we're tired of waiting for things and we and we reach out and touch things on our own. Um, but if we really allow the Holy Spirit to move us and to lead us and to teach us, then there's no, there's no need to backslide, to go back. No, no need or suffer spiritual and moral relapse, uh, which are common, listen, which is common among the people of God, and it should not be. It's common among the people of God, and it should not be. So we have to be aware that we're always faced with the danger, with the danger of going back with the danger. Don't don't play with things that you should not play with. Don't mess with things that you should not mess with. Paul said they tempted God. Don't tempt God. Live for him. Don't play games. Live for him. Verse number six. First Corinthians 10 and 6. Listen to these words. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. He says it again in verse 11. Now all these things happen unto them for an example. And they are written for an, our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Listen to what he says in verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. So I would say there's, there is no necessity. It's not necessary for you to go back. No. Not if you let the Holy Ghost have his way in your life. I'm going to talk honestly to you. It's, it's a challenge, but you can live holy. You can live holy. You can live holy. There are temptations all around us, but we can live holy. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is within, is within us and greater is he that's within us than he that's within the world. So it's not necessary. The second thing is that backsliding or for those who struggle with that terminology or personal apostasy, it always begins in the heart. Remember our anchor scripture, Proverbs 14 and 14 it opens up like this, the backslider in heart. It always starts in the heart. Mm -hmm. It says, the backslider's heart who's filled with his own ways. He's full of himself, full of herself. So backsliding or, mm -hmm, I'll use a different word, personal apostasy. It begins inwardly, long before anybody can see any outward manifestation, uh, long before church attendance starts suffering. Yes, 
And listen, I'm dealing with stuff that has nothing to do with the pandemic. We've been having issues even before the pandemic started. Church attendance was was changing and, and uh, uh, you know, oh, I don't want to go. I don't feel like going, you know. What happened to the fire? What happened to all the zeal, the church attendance, the prayer, hallelujah, the, the Bible reading and uh, losing a love for souls and reading the word and the work of God. Um, listen, uh, it, it happens. Uh, and, and I'll hit certain scriptures like Acts 13 and 13. It, it, uh, now when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Persia. Perga, I'm sorry, in Pamphylia, and John departed from them, uh, returned to Jerusalem. Uh, again, Demas, uh, Paul talks about 2 Timothy, uh, chapter 4, verse 10, Demas have forsaken me. And, and this is why Demas walked away from Paul. Paul says he loved the world. He, he loved the world and departed to Thessalonica. Crescens to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia, but Demas left to go back into the world. He didn't want to work for the Lord anymore. Mm -hmm. So what was going on on the inside uh, eventually manifested itself on the outside. In the scripture I read in the book of Acts, uh, now all of a sudden Paul and Barnabas they're facing opposition to the work of the Lord by certain individuals. Um, and so they're dealing with the abandonment of individuals where they, they not only walk away from the ministry, but uh, they start slandering the ministry, right? Uh, they start slandering. They, they don't just leave, uh, but they leave and they slander the ministry. They start telling untruths, uh, and the real problem is, was within them. Uh, so it, it always begins in the heart. What is the state of, of your heart, of my heart? We have to examine. This is why we have to examine ourselves. Do I really love Jesus? Uh, do we love him enough to live holy? Hallelujah. And you don't have to answer verbally, but the truth is, uh, sooner or later, what's in the heart will manifest itself. It'll manifest itself in our lives. If we truly love him, it will manifest in our lives. Um, and, and life will happen. Life happens, whether it's sickness or death, uh, when troubles come. Uh, because a person uh, has not been holding on to the word, has not been uh, pulling closer to God, they have not been drawing from a walk with God, uh, they've been loose with their relationship, uh, carefree, not caring anymore, uh, and then when trouble comes, when life starts happening, uh, they don't have much to draw on. Hallelujah. Uh, because they've neglected the word, uh, because they were living in an in-between place 
for years, never really making a decision to make total commitment to God. And they haven't been enjoying uh, the Lord and they had then they can't even enjoy the world in that in between place. I'm ministering to somebody That's a very dangerous place to be. And when life starts happening, when it's when it's sickness or when it's betrayal or uh, anything that life can throw when it happens, you'll find that you don't have anything to really draw from. Hallelujah. It's because you have filled yourself with yourself. My God. And there's no good thing in my flesh. The arms of flesh will fail, even if it's your arms. The arms of flesh will fail, but Jesus never fails. Now unto him who is able to keep me from falling and present me faultless before my only, the only wise God, my Savior, to whom be glory, dominion forever. I feel like preaching right here. We can't be filled with our own ways. We have to be filled with his spirit, filled with his power. Because the truth be told, even with the Holy Ghost, right, there are days when, when I'm going through, I don't even know what I should pray for. But because the Holy Ghost is there, he understands the moanings and the groanings of my soul. and He makes intercession for me. But someone who has been living in between, oh, glory, in between, you have nothing to pull from. My Lord. It always begins in the heart. So we have to check our hearts tonight. Check your heart. Hallelujah. Check your heart. The third thing from this one verse that I read out of Proverbs, I'll read it again for those of you who are just connecting. My subject tonight is there's no time for a spiritual relapse. And we're in Proverbs 14, 14, the backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. So uh, the first thing we, we went through is the fact that we're all faced with uh, uh, some kind of danger, a possibility of having a relapse. We have to be careful then. We have to be careful. We have to watch as well as pray. We have to make a total commitment. We have to learn how to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. It's a learning process. We understand that backsliding or personal apostasy, for those of you who don't like uh, to call it backsliding, uh, it begins in the heart. It begins in the heart. The third thing is, um, the outward evidence or results of someone who's in a backslidden condition or is leaning towards or walking in uh, that personal apostasy, um, you start seeing outward evidence, right? Listen to these words. It's in our key verse for tonight. The backslider in heart shall be filled with what? His own ways. So, uh, and again, we've already said you won't find the word backslider in New Testament terminology. You will find it in the Old Testament. So let's talk about it according to New Testament language. Is that all right? Uh, so when we talk about backsliding or personal apostasy, 
Uh, in New Testament language, it means someone who's walking according to sinful nature. In the book of Jude, uh, he says that person is not spiritual. They are sensual. Sensual. They're, they're moving according to emotion and sexuality and things that have to deal uh, with fleshly sensitivity, but not according to the Holy Ghost. And um, instead of living according to the Holy Ghost, they're living according to their sinful nature. Galatians 5, 8 and 16, I'm sorry. Galatians 5, 16, it says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, what a, parad what a paradox. Listen to my notes. A, a born-again believer filled with himself. You're filled with yourself. Self-willed. Self-assertive. Self-centered. Self-opinionated. Filled with self-pity. Self-enthroned instead of Christ. A self-filled Christian. Wow. And listen, we have to be careful because some of what we hear being preached is self, 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 and more self. And we don't want a carnal church. We don't want a backslidden church. We don't we want an apostolic church, not an apostasy church. So we have to be careful. Yes. Listen, someone who is just filled with themselves and everything is about self, can we get deeper into it? Hmm. Because uh, eventually what's going on inside starts manifesting outside. Then your, your state becomes insecure. Your state, listen, uh, we're, we're talking spiritual stuff now. We're talking... Um, we're getting into doctrinal things here because there's, and there's a state and my standing. My standing is eternal uh, because it's all in Christ. My standing, my standing. When, when God saved me, it was regardless of my state. I was in sin. I was on my way to hell. Hallelujah. But he looked beyond my state and gave me a spiritual standing because my flesh is horrible. There's no good thing, but he saved my soul. So when I talk about my standing, I'm talking about eternal things. And I thank God because he saved my soul. A man can't reach in and change my standing. So it has nothing to do with my state or what I was how much I drank or smoked or cursed. He delivered me from that. And because of this, I'm a newborn soul. Any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. That's my standing. That's my standing. Ephesians 1 and 3. You don't believe me, I'm going to give you the word. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. 
my state, what we actually are in the flesh, um, what I actually am in the flesh, perhaps a man can alter that. Our state is what we are in ourselves. Listen to my notes. And the first result of backsliding is that the backslider is insecure. I don't know anymore. I don't know if God is with me anymore. And listen, um, I know even the person who is closer to God, you have, you have times when you, you want God to confirm him being with you. But I'm talking about someone who has not been praying, has not been reading his or her word, has not been uh, working on their relationship with God, and they're in between. They don't know if they want to be in the body of Christ or if they want to be in the world. That's a bad place to be in. And sometimes perhaps, and I'm helping somebody, you might be leaning more towards the world. And now things are coming out of your mouth like, well, it was better out there than, no, that's a lie. If the Lord saved you, whatever he has for you is so much better than what he delivered you from. Hallelujah. So that first indication is now you're you're insecure hallelujah you have no sense of a security or assurance and you know what that song bishop bonner used to sing quite a bit blessed assurance jesus is mine hallelujah oh what a foretaste of glory divine hallelujah heir of salvation purchase of god born of his spirit washed in his blood lord i remembered that hallelujah your profession, if, if we're in a backslidden condition or in that in-between place long enough, your profession becomes insecure. Let, let's go to Matthew 15 and 8. This is Jesus talking. This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips. This is Jesus talking. But their heart is far from me. So, and this is Jesus talking. I'm going to read it again. Matthew 15 and 8. This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth. And honoreth me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. What insincerity. What he is doing is defining their insincerity. Mm -hmm. They were going to church. They were holding office. He's dealing with Pharisees and Sadducees, and they can quote scripture. They knew protocol in church. They knew where everybody was supposed to sit. They knew what to wear to church, right? Uh, but everything was self, 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 right? They were there was preaching. They, they may have been a missionary, may have been preaching and pastoring. Uh, but And they were making a profession, but it was not a sincere profession. That's why one day Jesus came along and said, you are empty sepulchers. Since you have a form of godliness, but you're denying the power thereof. Hmm. Now, this is why Paul said, I have to be careful. I have to be careful. Uh, and he says it in 1 Corinthians 
9 and 27. I read it before. I'll read it again. He said, but I keep under my body and bring it unto into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Now, I want to read that same verse, and I'll go up a li little high. I read uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 27. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 9, 26 and 27 for effect but I'm going to read it in the Common English Bible. And this is how it sounds. So now this is how I run. Not without a clear goal in sight. I fight like a boxer in the ring, not like someone who is shadow boxing. Rather, I'm landing punches on my own body and subduing it like a slave. I do this so I can be sure that I myself won't be disqualified after preaching to others. Now, that's powerful. He said, I'm a preacher. Another time he said, I speak in tongues more than any of y'all. He had a relationship with God. He said, but I still have to be careful after doing all of this that I'm not disqualified and perhaps he was thinking about Moses. After all that leading, now he can only look in Canaan, but he can't enter in, right? And here we are in New Testament times, and Paul is saying, I need to be careful even as a leader because there's so many temptations, so many things that can pull me into a snare, right? And I know we always think about certain sins, but it could be anything. And Paul's saying, I have to be careful that I don't get tangled up and get disqualified. It doesn't have to be sex or drinking or money. It could be false doctrine. It could be getting tangled up in a lie and no longer preaching the gospel. He said, I got to be careful. I don't want to backslide. I don't, I don't want to get into a place of personal apostasy. I don't want to be one of those who have been persuaded to walk away from the truth, thinking they're still preaching and teaching truth. I don't want to be one of those that is, is professing salvation, but I'm not really saved. I'm in an in-between place. I can't enjoy uh, the Lord like I'm supposed to, and I can't even enjoy the world. How can you neglect so great a salvation? How? I want, I want more of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want more of Jesus. I want to get closer to him, but I have to be careful. 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 I don't know who this is for. And if I'm in this in-between place, then my life becomes inconsistent. I start living an inconsistent life. And God wants my profession and my walk to correspond. He wants me to live what I say, live what I sing, right? I'll use myself as an example. I don't want anyone to think I'm judging. So he wants me to live what I preach. So what I preach and what I live should correspond. Hallelujah. It should correspond. It should correspond. But every backslider, anyone that's in that in-between place, you start getting into living an inconsistent life. 
And then you can't walk a straight line if you're in an in-between place. You're either in or out. That's why Jesus, when he wrote that letter in the book of Revelation, he said, I wish you were either hot or cold. Then your service can become ineffective. How, how can service be ineffective? I'm in church. I'm singing. I'm doing everything in here uh, because it's self-centered. It's not Christ-centered. We're on the throne. And you, you've taken Christ down and you put yourself up there. If we're filled with ourselves, I can't be full of myself and full of Christ at the same time. I can't do this in my flesh. If I'm doing it in my flesh, I'm going to make a mess. Hallelujah. So the service of someone who was living in apostasy, who was full of self, it eventually becomes ineffective. So I'm so grateful, though. I didn't just come with a message of gloom and doom or a lesson of gloom and doom. But I came to let you know uh, that that. Anyone who's in that in-between place or if you, have, if you have turned your back or if you're living all of a sudden outside of the camp, hallelujah, you can return. You can come back home. Oh, yes, you can. You can come back and be sure of a welcome. Remember the prodigal son? Yes, you can come back home. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can come back. As a matter of fact, it's time for you to come back. We don't have no time. And, and those of you who may be struggling with your spirituality in that in-between place, sick of people in the church. God hears you talking. I'm sick of people in the church. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of that. You need to get closer to God. Get closer to him. Hallelujah. I hear the Holy Ghost speaking. I'm going to take you to Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 12. Listen to these words. Go and proclaim these words toward the north and say, return, thou backsliding Israel. He's talking to Israel. A whole nation had turned their back on the Lord. Say of the Lord, and I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you, for I am merciful. Say of the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. Come back. But when you come back, come back with contrition. Come back with confession. Lord, I was wrong. Lord, I did wrong. Lord, I wasn't thinking right. Come back with contrition and confession in your heart. Hallelujah. I want to take you to 1 John now. Um, 1 John 1 and 9. 1 John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins. You know, you know, you run into people in church. They always want you to confess yours, but they ain't confessing theirs. <laughs> yeah, confess yours. Confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness glory to God 
I thank God you can come back home, but come back with a repentant heart, contract, trite, and broken spirit. Confess your faults. Confess your sins to him. He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins, and he will cleanse you of all of your unrighteousness. He will. And, you know, you always have that self-righteous person that will say, ah, ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm not this. I'm not that. John said, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. You may have thought it. Maybe you didn't say it out of your mouth, but you're always thinking it. Mm -hmm. And maybe you didn't say it in front of me, but you said it when you got home. It still came out of your mouth. He said, if we say we have no sin, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Lord, I said it. Lord, I did it. Lord, I thought it. I don't want to be disqualified. I don't want to be in church all these years living in between or living outside the camp. Hallelujah. I don't have any time for a spiritual relapse. I don't want to fall into that place of apostasy where it doesn't matter anymore. Hallelujah. I want to make it in. I want to make it in. So let's talk about it before I close out. Hallelujah. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. Proverbs 14 and 14. No time for spiritual relapse. Who is the backslider? Who is the backslider? Listen to my notes. Who is the backslider? Who is that person who is in that place of personal apostasy? The man who once walked in the ways uh, of serving God, of obeying God's word, but now has withdrawn from them. The man or woman who once uh, fought manfully against the world. Those who had a problem with things that were wrong. Things that were of the devil and of the flesh. But now you have retreated. It's what you used to say is wrong. Now it's all right. You got to be careful. You may have even joined forces with what you were against and you knew it was wrong. But now you've joined forces with them. The man who once belonged to the congregation of the saints but is now removed from them and is set down. Hallelujah. This is, and this is not me. This is the word. Now you've sat down in the synagogue of Satan. Who is the backslider in heart? Not he who has who was surprised and overcome by the power of temptation and the weakness of his own heart, but he who drinks down iniquity with greediness, who gives cheerful way to the bent of his own nature and now delights in fulfilling the lust of his flesh and of his mind. That person who loves sin more than he loves godliness. What are his own ways? Folly, sin, disappointment, and death with the apprehension of the wrath of God and the sharp twingings of a guilty conscience. Listen to my notes. What is implied in being filled with his own ways? Having his soul saturated with folly. Hmm. At last, let me say this, ending here below in death, the wages of sin is 
death. Hallelujah. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life. That's the backslider, the one who has turned. The one who used to fight against wrong, now you're fighting for the wrong side. You've even joined with those who are against holiness. Hallelujah. It don't matter no more. You can do what you want to do. Hallelujah. And you're starting to loosen up now. Got to be careful. The backslider is full of his own ways. But who is the good man? The good man. In that same verse, he talks about the good man. I'll read it again. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. And the good man shall be satisfied from himself. And I told you that means when you read those words from himself, it means you'll receive a due reward for your deeds. Right now I'm hearing the words spoken out of Revelation. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. He that overcome. He that overcomes. He that overcomes. He that overcomes, my Lord, he that overcomes. And there were promises that come to the overcomer. And in one particular verse, he says, you shall eat from the tree of life. <laughs> my God. The good man, the man whose heart is, is right with God, whose tongue corresponds with his heart. Yeah. Yeah. He's talking love because there's love in him. It's not a contradiction between his heart and his mouth. His actions correspond with what he says. The man who is everything that the sinner and backslider are not, he shall be satisfied from himself. Meaning he shall have a testimony of his own conscience. Hallelujah. He shall have a testimony of his own conscience. He's been living holy, striving for perfection. And his conscience has not been seared with a hot iron. His conscience is clear. And if he moves in the wrong direction, he'll come to God and say, Lord, I want to be right. That person that moves in the simplicity yet... Uh, the sincerity of God's word. And yes, I, I use the word simplicity because the word of God, uh, although it's profound, Jesus made it simple. Believe in me. Follow me. Yes, it may be challenging, but understand this. I've overcome the world. And if I have overcome the world, I can show you how to do the same. I can show you. The Holy Ghost shows us how to live holy. Are you with me? Are you with me? Now, uh, we talked about the good man. We talked about the backslider. Listen, uh, and talking more about the good man, he shall have God's spirit to testify with his spirit that he is a child of God. The Holy Ghost bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. And you have a witness in yourself. 
the Holy Ghost becomes a witness. Hallelujah. When you're walking right, the Holy Ghost becomes a witness. When you're walking wrong, the Holy Ghost will let you know that too. Yes. He will show you. Listen to my notes. The Spirit of God in his conscience and the testimony of God in the word show us that we belong to a heavenly father. That we belong to a holy God. Hallelujah, that we belong to a righteous judge. Hmm. It is not from, and I have it in my notes, and I want to say it plainly and clearly so everyone understands, it is not from creeds or confession of faith or being braggadocious about whose church you belong to or who your pastor is. Uh, that really derives satisfaction in your soul and in your life. Uh, you get it from being connected to God, to being connected to God. You get it by getting closer to God and being sealed with the Holy Ghost. Being sealed, sealed, settled. Hallelujah sealed and settled by the Holy Ghost. I don't want to be in between. I don't want to be lukewarm. No, I don't have time for spiritual relapse, so I have to be careful. I have to be the kind of individual that guards his heart, guards his heart, holds on to his faith. I don't have time for spiritual relapse. I'm going to stop here and I want to pray a special prayer and I hope um, that I've helped someone um, and I really felt this lesson. I, I think as a church we need to talk with more transparency. We tend to talk around stuff. Uh, we tend to throw off, but let's talk about it. We got to be right. Jesus is coming. I don't have time to have a spiritual relapse. Uh, and we got to come to a place where we can talk to one another and say, how's, we always say, how you doing? How's the family? How's the cat? How's the dog? Well, we need to add to that list. How's your spiritual condition? Hallelujah. How's your walk with God? We want to, we want to make it it's time to be concerned with ourselves and for one another. Hallelujah. Have you heard from the Lord? Has the Lord been dealing with you? You still holding on to him? That's the kind of conversations we need to start having in love because we want to make it in. I want to give you time to put your name in the comment section if you need special prayer. Uh, and I know this is the kind of topic that uh, people don't, I don't want people to know. People may talk about me. Uh, it's all right. Uh, if you, even if you don't put your name in the comment section, then uh, just lay your hand on the screen or squeeze that smartphone because we're getting ready to pray. We're getting ready to pray. Listen, I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to me too from the pulpit to the door. We have no time for spiritual relapse. We got to hold on. No time to be in between. We got to make up our minds. Whose side are you on? Hallelujah. 
put your name if you if you want us to pray if you want to be a part of that electronic prayer line and uh, anyone in your family who's not saved and you want them to be filled with the Holy Ghost put their names there mm-hmm we're getting ready to pray let them know that GRTDC and RTA and the saints of God that have connected with our churches are going to be praying for you and those of us who who need a touch from God we're, 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 we're not sure this this pandemic has has loosened the grip of many yeah but it's time to reinforce our grip to make sure that our anchors are holding and gripping the solid rock i don't have time to go back i don't have time uh, for spiritual relapse i want to be all i'm supposed to be for the lord getting ready to pray father in the name of jesus christ stretch our hands to thee and first we want to say if you see anything in us that should not be take it away create in us a clean heart renew the right spirit within us blot out our transgressions and restore unto us the joy of thy salvation you said that we would humble ourselves and pray seek your face turn from our wicked ways hallelujah you would hear us from heaven and forgive our sin and heal the land if we confessed our sins to you you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness help us to be ready to be right we have no time to go backwards help us lord strengthen us hallelujah in the name of jesus we pray amen Amen. The Lord bless you. You have a special prayer request. Send that to admin at grtdc.org. And I'll reach out to you. I won't just uh, put you on the prayer list, uh, but I'll reach out to you. I, I want the Lord to bless you. I want the Lord to bless you and strengthen you. I want you to be able to stand blameless before the Lord. Paul said that you may stand blameless before him. Yes, I want you to make it. I want you to make it and be ready when Jesus comes. You want to plant a seed in this ministry? Technician will put it on the screen for you. Those of you who are worshiping with us, uh, from our sister church in Refuge Temple Annex in the New York area in the Bronx, you may use GiveLify. Father, bless every seed that's being planted, we ask. Bring forth harvest in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, we're getting ready to go. Don't forget if you need uh, the notes from what I taught tonight, you can... Uh, click on to the uh, lesson uh, on Facebook. You can click on the blue letterings. I, I believe the letters are blue and the notes will pop up and you can download it. Uh, if you want to read or study from it, you may do so. Feel free to do so. Can't wait to see you again. The Lord says so. We'll be back here. Same time, same station. Until then, there are three things I want you to do. Be careful, be prayerful, and be holy. 
Shalom, Shalom.